Okay, so I think I'm going to choose to believe in God. Into God. Okay, I'm choosing to believe in God because... Honestly, logically, I really don't have a reason. You know, like the whole science of it all or really the question, like the answers. Like, I don't have a reason or like... I can't really give you an answer for how he could possibly exist or anything like that. But at the same time, like, can I give you a true answer for anything, right? I am blind when it comes to this world. Like, you know, one minute I think I have a piece of information and I think I am wise. But then the next day I get proven wrong. And so it's just at the end of the day, I I don't know anything. I'm but a child. But you know, like my heart, you know, like my soul, it longs for to believe in something, to, for the spiritual, like, to be faithful to something, to unconditionally, you know, to have something to fall back on and to give a reason for everything or, you know, something to believe in. Because... Look at my life, like, for a while, you know, like, I was, I don't know, I've sort of become lost without God. Because if I don't believe in anything, then what's the point of it all, you know? It becomes very lonely and sort of pessimistic world. Like, it, it, this world, when, it's like, your life is sort of negative, or you become in this depression state when you don't believe in anything. Okay, like, let's say Muslim religion, right? Okay, like, all of them speak of God most of the time, right? God, Jew, Muslim, but, I don't know, I keep getting called back to, like, Christianity. Which is basically just that God was, um... That Jesus was the son of God. And he died for our sins. And I think I love, that's my favorite part. He died because, so that our sins could be forgiven. Just think about it, we all sin. You know, from little things to big things. But we are all sinners in this world. And there is no way from from sinning, I think, you know? And it's, it's, you can't be perfect. That's the whole point of being human, is that we're not perfect, you know? But I'm saying we're all sinners. But he's forgiven us for that. And he literally died for us. So that we could live forever in his kingdom. And dying for somebody else, you know? I, I think that's, that's the most bravest thing you could do. That's the most notable, loving thing. You're literally giving up your whole entire life so that somebody else can live. And he had the power to stop it, too, you know? He even saw it coming, and he could have prevented it or whatever. But I don't know. He... But the thing is, if he didn't die... 
then our sins wouldn't be forgiven. I don't know. All I know is that I believe in Jesus. And Jesus and God is the same. But another thing is like, you know, at moments I'm going to suffer, but later on I'm going to, life is a double-edged sword, you know, suffering and then glory. But in the suffering, I'm not alone. And that's really comforting to believe in something. That's what I mean. Like when I say I'm not alone, I'm saying that I have God and he's behind me and he's watching out and And honestly, there's going to be so many days where I doubt him and I'm going to get mad at him and, and I'm going to get frustrated and I don't believe in him or I question him. And I've done it so many times and I, you know, I get out of the path of, you know, my beliefs and stuff. But I think he understands. And I know he will forgive me. That's the whole point, is that he forgives me when man does not. That he unconditionally loves me when man does not. He loves me when I don't love myself. He forgives me when I don't forgive myself. And when others don't forgive me. Isn't that reassuring? Isn't that appealing, you know? To believe in something and to be so passionate about something and to be in love with God. And doesn't that just bring a smile to your face that knowing after death you're not, that it's not the end? But even though, you know, there is heaven, right? I'm still gonna live my heaven right here. And you know, there's there's so many times where I've wanted to be thankful, and I and I wanted to thank somebody for the place that for the places and the things that I have in my life, and now. I have, I have a name to call it. I, I can just say, thank you, God. Thank you, the Lord, you know? Without, like, like, without doubt, you know? Because the thing is, it would be stupid to say that I did this all by myself. There is other forces in this world, you know? And it's humbling when you when you just realize that you're not in control of it all, you know, like man, it wants to control everything and try to understand everything. But the thing is, babe, you're not going to control everything. Things are gonna be chaotic and you're not going to understand it and you're never gonna have all the answers. You might have 1% of the answers, you know? And you don't even need to know what all the answers are. And it's okay to question 
and you know but yeah but yeah I'm gonna believe in God I know people say it without like any question but I am literally an overthinker about everything and I think this is going to be making me more happy. I don't know if this is the most logical thing or whatever or, you know, scientific. But I don't think... But guess what? At the end of the day, in a way, science is a religion as well. We're just believing in a set of numbers. And guess what? Those set of numbers can be proven wrong the next day or in a couple years. And it's always changing as well. And it's just theories, you know, that, that people have created. testable theories but at the end of the day they're just ideas that we're just agreeing to and it's not the same thing as religion we're agreeing to believe in somebody but in science you're just believing to to believe in the numbers but once again i'm basically just doing it because i don't want to be lost anymore and i want to have a sense of purpose, you know, be guided in a way throughout life so I'm not always having an existential crisis of who am I, who made this world, da 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 da. And so I could just give myself relief. I'm just giving myself comfort, you know. And this is how I'm answering, you know, coping by believing in God because he reassures me. Okay, so I see so much poverty and I just watched this documentary about Ghana and how they were exploited from by oil and stuff and like these oil companies they promised Ghana that they would reap the benefits of the profits and everything but they never saw the money and you know the money just stayed at you know the people at the top and I don't know how to help them. But one way I learned from school was um microloans. There was this there was this college professor who would invest in uh, you know women actually and he he would give them like $100. And then, you know, they would start a business or something like that. And And then, you know, like the prof, like once they started seeing some money from their business, then they would share it to the community or they would fund kids to go to school. And, but the other thing is also water, you know, how do we, how do we get clean water and how do I teach kids, you know, like the thing is, I think. You know, like, what is the one thing that's going to solve everything? And I, I, at first, that's education, you know, education, because and the accessibility for you to have access to everything. And another thing is learning English um, also. 
because most of the internet, I feel like, is English. But, okay, think about it, because the thing is, if somebody can have access to the internet and Google, right, then they can learn how to build something, how to build a house. They can learn about different lifestyles. And basically, it's just education at your fingertips. And you don't have to have a diploma or years or whatever. You just have access to it. So, yeah, that's... So access to the internet and then clean water because the clean water and sewage issue like their toilet situation that needs to be cleaned up first because then that gets rid of a lot of diseases and whatnot and so if we I don't know like can we like if we have access to the internet then we can teach them like they have access to learn how to clean their water you know there's like there's methods without big giant companies you know making sand and like the different layers you know and the thing is people are smart and if we get kids and people to start thinking and whatnot they can they can build their own inventions and it can be cheaper but it's um, and then, uh, like, bringing this culture of, like, entrepreneurism and business and stuff instead of relying on the white man, you know? Because the white man is not going to be trusted. Because the white man wants to help the white man. And they, the white man wants to keep the money to themselves, just like all tribes do. I don't know. I just I want to go village to village teaching this stuff. And I want to start in Hosanna City in Ethiopia. That's where I want to start. I want to save up money. And I want to give them clean water, and I want to build them a school, and I want to up supply the whole, like, community with solar panels. And then I want us to do it again to the next village, and then to the next village, and to the next village. And I want us to have access to the internet. And I want the school, I don't know, like. Because think about it, if we have access to the internet, there is so much lesson material and education 
you know, there's websites where teachers, they can get, like, learning material and whatnot. And then I want to, I want, I, I don't know, I don't, I want to build, like, a tiny house community. And I want to show them that, hey, tourists, people are willing to come to your country if, you know, because the thing is, think about it. So many people want to travel this world, but they don't have the money for it. And the biggest expense is accommodations. You know, if you give somebody food and water or, you know, if they can and white people like so many people, they'll be like, oh, if I'll think about it, like. $20 a night to stay with the local person. It's like Airbnb, right? And to learn the ways, but you're also helping them. And then, you know, the pe- the tourists that come, they will tell their friends and stuff. And I, I want the culture to be based on preserving the land and sustainable growth Okay, so what about an international online school for, you know, K through 12? And, okay, so um, you've ever heard of Versity Tutors, right? So um, basically what, what it is is volunteer English teachers and whatnot. So, but what about, you know, like volunteer everyday teachers everyday teachers and it is free it is completely free to the entire world who wants their kids to get an education and then the school if the kid does not have a laptop and a computer the kid funds that okay if the village does not have internet you know we save up money and like there's a GoFundMe or something. Like there is like a savings account where we can implement that internet access. And then the thing is, then school will not be, you have to pay to go to school. No, it would be public school. And it would be a good public school as well. It's just, I have so many ideas. It's just, please, Lydia, please do not let your potential be wasted. Please do not let that fire go extinguished. Please fight for the people that do not know how to fight. The world needs you. And I know, baby, it is so much pressure to feel like you're the only one. 
but you're not. One day you are going to find an amazing community and I want you to travel and I want you to find that community. Oh, and another good idea is, you know, funding somebody to go to college, somebody from like a village, you know, and they come back to the village and they teach their peers. traveling, medical places. What about that, you know? What if there was a bus? You know how there's food trucks? What if there was traveling medical buses? You know, from villages that aren't close to hospitals. And then for the internet access thing, you know how um, some areas of schools, they will, they will put a bus which has internet access or Wi-Fi access by that neighborhood, and then they can have it. So what about that for a village? Or um, you know how Elon Musk, he's sending out a bunch of satellite, right? And he wants the world to have internet access. So maybe we could reap off of that. I want to make a free education for everybody. And I mean everyone. And I want it to be able to be online. And I want there to be teachers from all over the world. And I want the syllabus to include things about mental health and history and this and this but more importantly about saving money, more importantly about investing, more about financial security, and more about entrepreneurism. History is gone. Yes, it is good to learn from the past, but we can learn that another day. And I want this to be accessible to from China to, to Malaysia, to Thailand, to Africa, to Ethiopia, to, to Ghana, to Nigeria, to America. I thought the world was educated yet we were just we were just looking about, but we're not. We're not educated. But we're educated in the wrong things. In the diffusion of the power, that's, that's where really everything is happening. And what, a, okay, and then another good idea, right, is what about a website that says, you know, like, let's say, 
okay, let's say that Minneapolis has a shit ton of food, you know, like a lot of people have leftovers or, you know, grocery stores, they have food that's sort of that they're not going to be able to sell because, you know, like it's past the expiration date, right? But then like another city over, they don't have food. And so what if they could like log in, hey, we have extra food and then drones, they picked up that extra food or some or trucks or whatever just some kind of fast um tran like transportation system got food to the people who didn't have the food but it but it also goes along with hey i don't have water here or but it's just about creating data so that when companies do say hey i want to make a product that is going to this they're going to places that really don't have it you know and it's about more about efficiency and stuff because the world has plenty of water and the world has plenty of energy and the world has plenty of this 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 that right and plenty of food and money as well but we're just not dis- distributing it well enough and what if there was a website that says hey i have i have money over here or i have food over here but i don't have this or hey i don't have education here well, oh, I have textbooks. Well, I have old textbooks, you know. What about donating your old textbooks, you know? What about... Oh, and that's that's also another thing, you know, like... With the access of the internet, we can PDF the textbooks. So it's not materialistic, right? So it's not, so the textbooks aren't taking up space. And if you really wanted to, you could print the textbook, right? And then every kid could have one. But it's cheaper than... (sighs) Oh, and then, so for... I don't know, it's just, I gotta keep talking to people on networking and saying, hey, I want to do this great idea. But my head is in so many places. It's just, what is going to make the most impact? What is going to help the world the most? Is it learning about mental health or is it learning about education? You know, like in America, like 99% of people have had an education. Yet we are still suffering mentally and socially, right? So there's there's the first problem, you know, um, the de- development scale. We have, uh, what is it, Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs, right? The need for safety, meaning like the safety of shelter, people don't have shelter. 
in less developing countries or their shelter is not good enough. They don't have the safe drinking water and the safe drinking water causes diseases and the prolonging of life. So then they have like more children and whatever and it just keeps manifesting. And in the food, they don't have the food or they have food, but it's little. But America, we've got to the point where we have those things, or most of us do, right? Yet we are still bickering amongst ourselves. And it's just like, when, are, when is it going to be enough? When are we going to be satisfied? So, so what is more valuable? To learn how to be full when you are not full. Or to get the resources. Like, that's what I mean. Like, what, what do I focus on? Do I focus on the people who do not have water and give them the technology to give them water and the money into funding, right? Or do, do I teach these people, like, spiritual things about how to get through tough times? Inner work. Who are you as an individual? Because, in truth, I think that is more significant. Think about it. If we know who are who we are, and we have a sense of purpose, and we are educated about ourselves, and have a spiritual awakening, right? Like the kind of thinking that I'm doing right now. This is the representation of what I'm talking about. I want. I want all of humankind to keep thinking and thinking and thinking because I think thinking is the thing that creates life and is going to prolong our survival. But when we are educated mentally and we, you know, when we are able to cope with situations, because the thing is, that's the important part is coping with hard times because there's going to be hard times in life, but it's going to be brought out in different situations. You know, it might be you don't have water. It might be, hey, you're a black man in America. Or, hey, you might have been just raped or molested. Or you just got into a fight with your father. But how do we, how do we cope with that? That's what I'm saying. There's always going to be like, Things and bearings and suffering in this world, but how do we cope with it? And how do we go around it? Because there's going to be discrimination and oppression and hunger and all of this. But how do we live on? And not just live on, but how do we contently live on? And how, how you know... What are the thought patterns of being grateful and appreciative of your situation in in the present moment? Because when you are grateful, and I know you can't just pretend that everything's dandy when when it's not, but it helps a little bit, right? And when your mind is calm, then you can take action. But when you are angry, and sometimes anger bursts into action, right?
But oftentimes it just repeats in a nice cycle of frustration and anger and more discrimination.